What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? This is Austin Cunningham coming at you once again with another great episode of Talking Football. I am joined today with Justin Trees, and let me tell you, there is nothing going on. Zilch, nada, anything. NFL, silent. Everyone that's involved in the NFL is probably like, thank God. Like, we're on vacation. We're out of here. Nothing to worry about. But you know what, Therese? Life doesn't stop for everyone else. So what do you got going on, my man? Nothing much, man. My uh, my company's work. We just moved into a new office today, and it's downtown, which is where I worked before that. And let me tell you, it's my element. I love it. It's like loud. You got tracks going on. You got tons of people, a whole bunch of restaurants nearby. I'm in a good mood today. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad to see it and glad to hear it. I say see it because I see your face. And uh, man, I gotta say your beard is looking solid, my guy. Like you're you're doing well with it, really, really well. It's getting there, right? I feel good about it. Went to the barber on Saturday. He touched it up a little bit, so I don't look like a homeless person. I just look like a guy that has a beard. So it's yeah. nice. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Absolutely. So I, I appreciate the compliment, though. You're welcome, dude. And uh, real quick, uh, I gave the compliment because I was going to ask this next question about downtown and wherever you live, Bucktooth, Nowhere, Utah. You said the tracks are making noise. What, what kind of tracks are you talking about here? Like uh, we have like a front runner, like uh, like train track. So it's not like a train, like a train train. It's like a commuter train, like going through the city. Like, like we have like, electric. Yeah, like yeah, okay. we have like a. We have like a real like commuter system here in Salt Lake, so don't don't you stress about it. <laughs> I like how you got kind of defensive, like, hey, we actually we can transport here, like we have that type of that type of technology here. I mean, Kansas City has it too. I just didn't know it was called a track, so that's why I was kind of confused and wanted yeah, to ask you about. Call, it. So we call like the like the train like a like one that's like taking you like distance. We call front runner here, and then but if it's inside the city. That's like stops like every couple blocks. We call that tracks. Gotcha. So front runner is like hauling coal and cars and stuff like that. No, that's like, to- no, that's hauling people. So like if you're if you're you're like 30, 30 miles away and you need to go somewhere and you don't want to drive a vehicle, you can get on a that type of train and it goes like sixty five miles per hour across the valley. That's awesome. Yeah. Pretty so, cool. So, Utah transportation, baby. You yeah. freaking haul. Yeah, so I wanted to tell you something, though, Austin. So fuck off. How about that? <laughs> I mean, you can try and tell me to fuck off, but I grew up in a town that had no stoplights. We had a set of railroad tracks that went through the middle of the freaking town. And when it would come through, you would have to wait like 20 minutes for this bad boy. 20 minutes is kind of an exaggeration, unless it was going really, really slow. But... I mean, we'd just sit there and count the train cars going by, you know, and it was always over 100 because they're just loading everything through. But, you know, this is what happens when there's nothing going on in the NFL. We spend about 10 minutes talking about trains, front runners, and tracks. So welcome to Talking Football. Let's actually go ahead and get into what we're here to talk about, and that's Treese Ivia. We still haven't come up with a song yet. If we have anyone listening that makes music, produces music and can come up with something called tree civia maybe maybe take the lead on that 
maybe be the front runner on a little tune for Trisivia. And I think we all know who I'm talking about here on the guy that does music. Yeah, we have a guy that does music as part of our podcast. So, huh, interesting. But yeah. moving on here, everybody. I've been very excited about these two Trisivia questions today. I almost tweeted about them today because I was so fucking excited. But I didn't. So, here we go. Austin. Yes, sir. Who, which team has the most expensive offense this year in the NFL? I want to excuse the pause there. I want to say Seattle just due to the fact that they just signed Russell Wilson. But is it? it's probably going to be someone like the Saints. No, it's not no, the Saints. Neither. It's not the Saints. No, and yeah, it's, it's neither of those teams. There's no way it's Kansas City. It, no. I'll give is you it a the hint. Chargers? They're in the NFC. That's your hint. I just cut it in half. Appreciate that. It's not going to be the Rams. Definitely not the Rams. The Eagles? Nope. Right division, though. Don't sit here and tell me it's the Giants. No, it's not the Giants. And it's not the Redskins, so it's the Cowboys? It's the Redskins, bro. What? Redskins have the most expensive offense for the 2019 season. How? I mean, where's their money at? Their offensive line? Yeah. And, like, you got to remember, they paid Paul Richardson quite a bit. Jordan Reed has a decent contract. Trent Richardson, Brandon Sheriff, like, Moses. Like, they got a pretty expensive offense. (laughs) So I'm looking down at my piece of paper here, and and I got a question mark. And sorry, and it do- I think that does include like the backup, so it would include Alex Smith still and Dwayne Haskins still. So yeah. Wow. Two, you ready that's, for number two? Yeah, that's a shocker though. Definitely tweet that out. Let everyone know. Yeah. I actually saw it on Twitter. I didn't come up with that one. So I would oh. I can retweet that one though. Way to take, uh, way to just discredit yourself there, sir. No, I, I, I I'm not gonna take credit where I don't do the do the work on it. I respect so, that. All right, how about this one? Who are the four active players leading, or that have the most rushing touchdowns in the NFL right now? They currently have the most rushing touchdowns. So active players. Who are who leads the most uh, how am I gonna word this? They're the top four players that are active that have the most rushing touchdowns. As a running back. I'd sure. I would assume so. I not very many other positions run the ball. Well, Cam Newton rushes for touchdowns. I mean, Tyreek Hill has some rushing touchdowns. You're He's not going to lead the league, but yeah, you're going to put either of those two in the le- in the top four. All right, hey, shut up, okay? No, Damn. I'm just asking you. I don't. I'm not. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just asking. No, I'm not going to put either of those two. 
Adrian okay. Peterson. Adrian Peterson is number one. Good job. Who's number Thank two? You. David Johnson. No. No. You always give David Johnson all this credit when he's only played like two years of football. I haven't said his name in like four episodes for that reason. Because last time <laughs> I said his name, you said the same thing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> yeah. uh, Zeke? Nope. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Adrian Peterson is the only guy that is currently just on the top of my mind. Who's another really, really old running back that just seems to... Frank all- Gore. There you go. There's number two. Number three. Another guy that's been on multiple teams. We've talked about him quite a bit, about how he's just not as good as what he used to be. He used to be really shifty. He likes to carry the ball out with one hand. LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy. Good job. Okay, that's number three. And number four is? The young guy, old guy. I mean, I was doing really good with all the hints here. (laughs) Uh, The hint is you have mentioned his name today. If I've already mentioned his name, why didn't you tell me yes? What? Because you didn't. Because it wasn't part of this segment yet. <laughs> Son of a bitch! I, mean, I forget. It was, it was right before the segment. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll just tell Russell you. Russell Wilson? No, it's it's Cam Newton, and I was so mad. I did say segment. his name. I That's said not- it, it was this segment when it started. And then I said, do you want to name one of those two players? And you said no. I'm actually, right. Like, that was going to be the tr- that was the trick of this tree civia was it was going to be Cam Newton. And you named him right off the bat. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, shit. Hey, I'm pretty good. I'm good. And I don't good. even know it. You know, you, you are good, man. Yeah. Super upset that you that you already named that. So I'm actually I'm kind of it. upset. You didn't just tell me. All right. Yeah, it's one of those two. And then at the very end, you're like. I mean, you've already said his name, but it wasn't this segment when, in fact, it was. Well, technically. It's all right. It's whatever. I'm already <laughs> mad. I was literally about to say, I'm going to give it to you because you named him, but I'm super, I'm actually super upset you guessed that one. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't get nothing by me, boy. Uh, sometimes I can. I but... don't know, Jim. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. I know everybody was super, super concerned that we forgot about this from a couple episodes ago when we did the tiering of the wide receivers and we didn't do the bracket. Don't worry, everyone. We got you. We didn't. So many people were like, dude, what about the bracket? And we're like, hey, we got you. Don't worry. Yeah. We just had an awesome interview to do last episode. So just wait. We We need to have a nickname for our listeners. I was thinking about this the other day, but I don't know what we would call them. Me either. Well, hey, you listeners out there, why don't you create a name for yourself? Yeah, exactly. You you tell us what your name is, besides the listeners. Yeah, because listeners doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) All right, everyone, let's, let's get to it. As you can tell, we're in a really good mood today. All right, I told everybody a couple episodes ago, no surprise, who the number one seed was going to be, and that is DeAndre Hopkins. Whoa. Yeah. 
He is the number one wide receiver in the NFL. That's not a hot take. Literally, I think 90% of America agrees with me. That DeAndre Hopkins is the number one receiver in the NFL. Yeah. All right, Aiden. Who do you moving, have? Who do you moving have? Moving right along. Who's your number one seed? Uh, it doesn't matter now. Go ahead there, Trees. It, it 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 doesn't matter, but I just want to know. You tell me who you'd have number one. Odell. Oh wow, you're not going to be happy with my ranking of him then. Oh, here we go. This is going to be awkward. All right. I I like guys that stay on the field and don't drop passes and aren't cancels to their team and actually gain over 1,000-yard seasons. All right. Let's get into this. Let's go. (laughs) Come on now. Hopkins Hopkins versus Zay Jones. I almost want to say Zay Jones just because of it. True Cinderella story. True underdog. But I'm not because that would be stupid. Yeah, and I would override you, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 16 seed Juju Smith-Schuster versus 17 seed Jarvis Landry. Oh, I'm taking Juju just due to the fact that, oh, man. As I was talking, I was just kind of sitting here thinking, like, the amount of catches – like, just the crazy catches and the 97-yard. Yeah, I'm going to say Juju just because he's proven to do more after the catch. Um, I wouldn't necessarily blame that on Landry. A lot of his catches are just put in situations where they just need a big play and the ball's been thrown up or just thrown in a spot and he's found a way to catch it. But I'm just taking Juju due to the fact that he has continued to make plays after the catch. I agree there. All right, number nine, your hated rival, which would be... Michael Thomas versus number 24 seed Alshon Jeffrey. I'm taking Michael Thomas. Scheme scheme over dropped balls every day. All day, every day. All right. Number eight, Devontae Adams versus number 25, Fuller of the Houston Texans. Devontae Adams, just due to the fact that Fuller has continued to be hurt, but man, if he stays healthy and he continues to catch the amount of touchdowns that he does with Deshaun Watson. Whew, boy, look out. Yep, agreed. All right, number four, OBJ versus number 29, Golden Tate. What number was he? Four. I'll wait to hear your other three because we did our we did our bracket, or we did our... Uh, tiering. Excuse me. We did our tiering a couple episodes ago, and then Trees just... But notice to me, went ahead and built a bracket. I'm ki- I'm kidding. Damn, I'm kidding. <laughs> we we had we had like just not got... we had nine guys in elite or something like that. <laughs> the freaking death glare that I just got. Uh, yeah, Odell for sure. All right, number thirteen, Brandon Cooks versus number twenty, Allen Robinson. I'm taking Cooks just because what I said during the tiering, he's three or thousand yards receiving with three different teams and with Allen coming off a, a big knee injury like he did, you know, we still need to see him come back from that and really perform at the level that he was before. Agreed. And I think Allen Robinson is probably in that like close to thirteen to fifteen next year when we do this. Mm-hmm. All right, number twelve, Amari Cooper versus number twenty one, Tyler Lockett. Ooh. 
I really kind of want to take Lockett just due to the fact that he always seems to make one play a game that seems to be the difference maker. And Amari Cooper has struggled so much with inconsistency and living up to the hype and then finally getting in Dallas and making something of it. Um, I think Lockett just due to the fact that he's continued to make plays and been consistent. All right, so we got an upset here. Yes, sir. All right, cool. Number five, Tyreek Hill versus number 28, Marvin Jones. Speed kills, man. Uh, And he continues to make plays more than just as a receiver. He's a difference maker wherever he is on the field, whether he's involved in the play or not. Tyreek Hill, for sure. All right. Other side of the bracket, number two, Julio Jones versus number 31, Marquise Goodwin. Jones for sure. Yep. All right. This one's going to be fun. Number 15, Julian Edelman versus number 18, Adam Thielen. Ooh. You almost just have to take Edelman due to the fact that he's continued to make plays deep into the playoffs, into the postseason, game-changing moments in the Super Bowl. You know, we've seen that twice now. The dude shows up in the big time, and Thielen, I mean, he runs good routes, and he had several games where he had over 100 yards receiving, and he come from a small school and made something big out of nothing. But Edelman was kind of the same storyline. All right. I can't argue that. That one was tough for me, though. All right, number 10, A.J. Green versus number 23, Robert Woods. I want to hear you on this. I've been doing all of them. Let's switch it up to you, sir. I like it. A.J. Green. I think A.J. Green's really good. Something Me like too. Something like eight to ten years in a row, had a thousand yards before the last couple with injury. He's good. Still soft, but he's good. So we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number seven, Evans versus number 26, Robbie Anderson. I'm taking Evans. I don't care about the drops that you always bring up every time I say his name. But Robbie Anderson, I I just want to see another year of it. But with Evans, I've seen him lead the league in, you know, receiving yards and continue to make plays after the catch, you know, coming down with 50-50 balls. Dude's a freak in nature, and I think if he has a better quarterback, his numbers are even better. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, number three, Antonio Brown versus number 30, Sammy Watkins. Ooh, if Sammy Watkins can stay healthy, I'm just kidding. It doesn't freaking matter. Antonio (laughs) Brown, dude, he's a freaking nature. We already know. Totally agree. All right, number 14, Stefan Diggs versus number 19, Larry Fitzgerald. Ooh, do I take the right now or do I take the history? That's on you. That is on me, he says. So I'm going to go ahead and take it right now. Stephon Diggs, great route runner, great speed, great burst, and pretty reliable hands. So, yeah, Mr. Diggs, welcome to the next round. I agree with you because that's what I would be doing. All right, number 11, Keenan Allen versus number 22, Emmanuel Sanders. 
Emmanuel Sanders, I said it last time, I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves just due to the fact that he's been kind of overlooked from other teams, whether he had Peyton Manning as his quarterback, and that was why, or he had Demarius Thomas on the other side. He's been a guy that's been consistent and always seems to put up numbers and be a big part of that offense for whatever team he is, especially with the Broncos. He hasn't always been on the Broncos, has he? No, he started out with the Steelers. Okay, that's what I thought. So, anyways, I'm taking the hooded Keenan Allen just due to the fact that he's a long, lengthy, weird-looking dude that is really good and really fast and really tall and beat the Kansas City Chiefs because of a miscommunication with their stupid freaking secondary. But Mr. Allen is moving on. All right. We got T.Y. Hilton versus Corey Davis. Ooh, Corey Davis had a breakout season. Not according to Treese, though. I think he did because he was injured, and it comes out and lights it up with the Tennessee Titans on a quarterback that you don't know who you're going to get on any given game day. Is he going to catch his own touchdown, or is he going to throw about seven interceptions? Huh, your guess is as good as mine. But it doesn't matter because I'm taking the other guy, T.Y. Hilton. You're going to call out two touchdowns and 150 yards receiving? Damn. I'm not seeing anyone else doing that. Nope, absolutely not. And Corey Davis is not very good because you said that he had all these touchdowns and we looked it up and he had four. So Shut up. Not very many. That's a lot with Mariota. It is, it is, that's fair. Let's let's now do a snake. So we're going to start down at the bracket where we just ended. So we got Keenan Allen versus T.Y. Hilton. Who you got? Keenan Allen. I disagree with you 100%. Wow, really? I do. Flip the coin. All right, I got my coin. Red side, black side. Red side is going to be Hilton. Black side is going to be Allen. It's black side. Thank you. Bummer. That's disappointing. All right, Allen it is. Thank you. On to the next one. On to the next one. Stefan Diggs versus Antonio Brown. Mr. Brown is moving on along. Yes, he is. AJ Green versus Mike Evans. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I think we're going to disagree on this, but I'm taking Evans. Yeah, we, we 100% disagree. Flip that coin, puppy boy. Flipping a coin again. What do we got? Red side red side is green, black side is Evans. Yep. Red side. You cheated. You so cheated. I 100% did not cheat. I don't care that much. You 50% did. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> All right. Uh, Julio Jones versus Julian Edelman. Julio for sure, dude. The dude's a freak. He is a freak. Tyler Lockett versus... Wait a second. I just figured this out. You picked Tyler Lockett, so then the second seed, or the second round was easier for Tyreek Hill. Get the fuck out of here. You did bracket. the same thing with Mahomes. It just happens to be the two Chiefs guys oh. get the easiest routes. Here we go. I guess I'll do it next with the freaking tight ends. Probably Travis Kelsey, number one, baby. Yeah, you know, you know that I can't make that bracket because I would not. <laughs> him 
Um, anyways, I'm just putting Hill there because I know that Hill's better than Lockett. Thank you. OBJ versus Brandon Cooks. OBJ, 100%. So we just ignore injuries for certain people, but then we take into effect for other people? Okay. Um, can okay. we control the fact that he broke his foot? Because no. his quarterback's an idiot and throws a slant route to him in that situation. No, I'm just saying, like, you, you held it against Allen Robinson and against Fuller for injuries and missing games, but now you're not holding it against OBJ. How long has Fuller been in the league? Three, four years, three years. And he's been hurt half of it? <laughs> so has OBJ. How many seasons has OBJ played? 16 games. One? Two or three? I don't know. I don't know the answer. <laughs> I was hoping. I don't would. either. <laughs> all I, know, <laughs> I know he misses games. That's all I really know. Uh, it's fine. I'm taking OBJ either way. But I just wanted. To, I just wanted an argument. I felt like we were getting stale there for a second. I appreciate the mix-up. These two are going to be crazy. Michael Thomas versus Devontae Adams. <laughs> oh man. Uh Yikes. Um, I think I'm going to take Michael Thomas because he knows how to listen to his head coach. And Devontae Adams listens to a pissed-off, upset, jerkish quarterback. I'm just saying it to ruffle your feathers. Uh, I am taking Michael Thomas, though. Problem is, is I love Michael Thomas, but the coin is out. <laughs> the, co- the coin is out. As always, you're black side, I'm red side. Mm. Moving on along. Moving on along. Michael Thomas wins. On the road again. DeAndre Hopkins versus Juju Smith-Schuster. You got to take Hopkins. One drop ball and, yeah, Hopkins for sure, dude. By the way, I also looked that up yesterday. He had zero drops last year. So what? It was a deflection. Yeah. Ah, called it. So zero. Unbelievable. I don't know everything, but when I know something, I know it. Yeah, you do. All right, <laughs> we're gonna just keep it. Keep the snake going. DeAndre Hopkins versus Michael Thomas. I don't know why you gotta yell at me through your microphone, trees. Am I talking really loud? No, I'm just messing with you. Oh. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> I'm with you there. All right. OBJ versus Tyreek Hill. Ooh. Yeah, so much for making it easy because I just freaking planned that, huh? You wanted him to get to the Sweet 16 without breaking a sweat, and you did that. Okay. Um, Dude, I, I want to say Tyreek Hill, but I feel like I'm being a homer for saying that. I've just seen more versatility from Tyreek Hill. And I guess this is where the injury aspect comes in to bite OBJ in the ass. So since you've just continued to point that time and time again through this episode, and we haven't seen that through Tyreek Hill, knock on wood, and we'll just go from there. So you're taking Tyreek Hill, you homer. Get out of here. I'm just kidding. I, I'm, I'm not going to fight you on it. Um, it's strictly, I think OBJ is more talented as a receiver, but the injuries. I think make him fall off there. 
All right. I think I think Tyreek Hill's making an argument for that. Yeah, his hands aren't going to be as oh Delish and Javaris Landry. You know what I mean? But yeah, for sure. His route running is getting better, and his is. speed is definitely there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's why I'm not fighting it. All right, these two were drafted in the same year, and I believe back-to-back picks, or maybe there's one pick in between them, and that is Julio Jones versus A.J. Green. I think they were actually back-to-back. I'm taking Julio, though. I agree. All right, Antonio Brown versus Keenan Allen. Antonio Brown. Keenan Allen, I... He's just one of those. Uh, I'm taking Antonio Brown just due to the fact that Keenan Allen has faced numerous injuries, and there always seems to be some part in a game or a season where I wouldn't say necessarily he drops the ball or doesn't make the play, but it just it's not the same aspect of what we see with Antonio Brown every single year, and just that at least game changing moment with Antonio Brown. I totally agree with you. I'm still a little bitter that we put Allen above Hilton, to be honest, but that's fine. Let's just move on. All right, we're at the final four. We have Julio Jones versus Antonio Brown. Austin, who is going to the championship? Treese. Julio Jones. I love it. We're on the same page. Okay, cool. On the other side, we have DeAndre Hopkins versus Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Jesus Christ. I'm kidding. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, okay. I mean, a pure receiver doesn't drop anything. We solidified that fact, that stat, that reality. DeAndre Hopkins versus Julio Jones. I don't have an answer for you because I like both of them. I guess I do have an answer because I don't think Hopkins is the number one receiver in the NFL. But I don't mind placing him at number two. So Julio Jones, number one receiver in the NFL for Austin Cunningham on the Talking Football podcast. And I have DeAndre Hopkins. So we got to do the coin flip, and we got to do best out of three just like we did with the Super Bowl. Here we go. Absolutely. Here we go. Number one, Mr. Julio Jones. And Ladies with the gentlemen, we have Leo Jones with the sweep. <laughs> Get the brooms, ladies and gentlemen, because Julio Jones has absolutely cleaned up Mr. Hopkins right into the dustpan. Whether you want to throw it outside or in the trash can, he's out of here. I now know what it feels like to lose in the championship, like how you did with the quarterbacks. This okay, stinks. I thought you were about to say the AFC Championship game, and I was about to just drive <laughs> over to Utah, hop on a track right to your house, maybe ride a dirt bike up to the front door, and say hello. And say hello, because I still feel that pain, and it's been damn near 600 days, and I still <laughs> feel that pain. So I'm with you. Holy cow. All right, so for those of you that were keeping track, Final Four was... DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones, and Antonio Brown, with the championship being Hopkins versus Julio, and Austin's guy, Julio Jones, brings home the gold. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Crowd, crowd, settle down, settle down. Mr. Jones. (laughs) That is awesome.
All right. As Austin said, it's very slow time in the NFL and in football in general. So we're going to keep this tiering going. We're going to just keep going to another position. And we are going to go with the running backs. And the fun thing about the running backs is, unlike the receivers where you could have multiple on one team, we're going to go with just the starters from every single team. We're going to go down the list. So, AC, I'm going to go just division by division. Sound good? Yes, sir. All right. Let's go. Let's start out with the AFC East. I, I found myself, I always start with them, but that's all right. We're going to go with Sony Michelle to start us off. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put him at great. Um, if I see another year of the same success and the same type of offense with the Patriots, um, I think he moves up to borderline elite. And then if you see it three years in a row, I'm going to put him at elite. But, man, he just took over that offense. He was the guy that they needed, especially coming in as a rookie, catching the ball out of the backfield, running between the tackles, running it straight up the middle up the center's ass. I mean, you just saw everything you needed from a guy like that in that offense, and I think that's what gives Tom Brady another year or two in the NFL due to the running game. I 100% agree with you there. Kenyon Drake for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I'm going to put him at average. I mean, yeah, he had a good burst. He had somewhat of a good season, but it wasn't anything consistent. And with that Dolphins offense and them changing the whole scheme, I mean, we got to see what happens there. But for right now, for me, he's average. What about you? I, I had him at average as well. I'm, I'm glad that we're on the same page so far. Next up is going to be LaShawn McCoy. If we're going as of right now, um, I'm, oh, dang. Uh, I guess good. If we're going right now, I know that seems kind of like hot takey, maybe kind of like what the, what are you doing, Austin? But, man, he's been injured. And he hasn't had that good of an offensive line, and he's just done a lot of dancing and not much producing. So, to me, I feel like I'm going to take a lot of slack for this for not putting him at great. But he, he's just been good right now. I mean, he hasn't been anything of like a highlight reel like he used to be. And you're blinking at me like I'm way fucking off. You're way off because you're way too high on him. What? He's average at this point in his career. Wow. He, he's not very good. And the Bills know it. That's why they brought in Frank Gore and TJ uh, Yeldon and drafted uh, Devin Singletary because he's not very good anymore. And all of the reasons you said, he's injured. He has problems. Seems like he's like always like in the news with the with police, but like it's never serious. It's always just like little things. And then mm-hmm. you just da- you're right. He dances and he just it doesn't work for him anymore like how it used to. I mean, I'm fine with putting him at average, but damn, we're going to take some slack for that. I already know it. Most likely, and that's fine. And here's the thing is, we're on the Bills bandwagon this year, so (laughs) they can't hate hate us that much, right? (laughs) That is true. Come on. We love the whole team, but that guy that you you did have for have that used to be, you know, the guy is no longer. And I also didn't know they brought in Yeldon, so thank you for that. I didn't realize that's where he eventually went. Yeah, it is. Signed a two-year deal. Oh, good for him. Good yeah. for him. It was an interesting signing, though, because it was 
I mean, they signed him and then the draft, it was like right before the draft and then they drafted Singletary, but they had already signed Frank Gore. So it was an interesting for him, like, because I thought he was leaving Jacksonville more for wanting to be the guy. And he's like now in a group of four. Uh, hey, win the job, man. Win the job. Yeah. You know, Frank Gore's winning that job and he's going to get 20 carries a game. <laughs> All right. The New York Jets, they got they got a shiny new toy. Le'Veon Bell. That dude is elite. There's a reason he wanted to be paid like a wide receiver, and there's a reason he deserved it. The I'll be honest here. I used to just absolutely hate Le'Veon Bell because I never and I, I still I still do not understand how his style is successful in the NFL. How can you slowly run behind the line of scrimmage? Stop and then take off again. You just hearing people explain it, you're like, okay, there's no reason for that. Like, if you're a linebacker, fill the gap. But the thing with Bell is he literally stops, he makes you stop, and then he moves and is already past you when you go to move. And I saw this happen against the Chiefs, and I used to get pissed off because I was like, how can Daniel Sorensen not just continue to run, but when you're running at someone and then they just stop, you're kind of like, wait, like, what are you, what are you doing here? And then next thing you know, gone, and you're down on your face because your knees and ankles are just shattered. But what really set it for me with Le'Veon Bell was watching him in that Bengals game, and I was watching this live where Ben dumps it off to him, and there's three Bengals. He jukes between two of them, stiffs arm another one, and then runs for like 15-plus yards. I was like, okay, this is the dude. This is awesome. Let's figure it out. But I, I haven't seen anyone else like him, and I don't know if we honestly will. Me either. And that was the same game where they like hit him, like barely touched him on the sideline because they thought he was out of bounds, and then he like just takes off for like thirty yards for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bell had a awesome juke on Malik Jackson during the AFC divisional round, and uh, Malik Jackson was mic'd up, and he he was. So funny. He was like, God damn, I thought that guy broke my knee. <laughs> like, <it was> so <laughs> he was like giving him credit. Yeah, it, was, it was hilarious. It was awesome. All right. Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Get out of here. I'm just Get kidding. Here. No, you know what? That's right because he's not a quarterback. Yeah, I know. You've tried to tell me, and you yeah. guys tried to tell me, it doesn't win ball games. yet they won the division last year. Oh, I mean, you, you guys just make no sense to me. But we'll move on. Mark Ingram, where do you got him? Good. I mean, that that's my Mr. Good for uh, this, this segment here. <laughs> I mean, good running back, good at catching the ball, good at getting those extra yards. Good. I mean, he's not going to be great. Yep. He's going to be good, and that's yep. exactly what you're going to get out of him. So he was elite in college. I'll give him that. Yeah. NFL, pretty good. Yeah, he's been good. He, he, had, he had one season where he was great in the NFL, and everything else has been good. All right, Connor ja- or Connor James. James Connor. <laughs> Two first names. Which order? You decide. <laughs> um, I'd like to see another year of it, but right now I think I'll put him at good. Um, I don't know. Am I am I too low on that? If I put him at good, because I honestly I think I overlooked a lot of it just because I was like, Le'Veon Bell is not there. 
he's had a couple breakout games, and then I really didn't hear much after that. But I did see that he was kind of, you know, fighting to lead the league and rushing at a certain point. So is he? Would you put him at great, or would you leave him at good, wanting to see another year of it? I'd put him at great and wanting to see another year before I put him at borderline elite. All right, I'll take that. Great, it is. All right, he's got a great story too, so that works for me. He does. He does. All right. Next up is. Oh God, there's just so many options. Do we just do we just do this just for Doug and just go Duke Johnson? <laughs> I, I'm I'm going with Nick Chubb. I know that they have Hunt there, and Hunt could take over, but Nick Chubb is the guy right now, so that's why we have to go with him. I think that's fair. I think Hunt comes back in the middle of the season and lights it up and then gets traded. And they're going to get a lot of draft capital out of it. Maybe a top five pick. It'll be, it'll be the, in the third round. Do what? I said, it'll be the, to the Jags when they let Fournette go, but I'm just kidding. Fournette's going to have a monster year. All right. Sorry. Moving on. Where where do you got Nick Chubb? <laughs> You're just all over the place, my man. Uh, I'm putting him at great. I mean, when you start the season off with multiple hundred yard games, you have what two carries, and you're automatically breaking a hundred yards. Like, look out, dude! You're you're doing something right. You're in the right situation. You're in the right offense, and uh, I think he's going to continue it, dude. I he went into Georgia, correct? Had a nasty knee injury. Was able to come back. Senior year of college was kind of a down year. But honestly, good for him because that puts him in a good situation with Cleveland and just take off from there, man. No one's going to remember what happened in your senior year of college if you come down as a legend in the NFL. Yeah, and honestly, his senior year wasn't that bad. I think it just got overshadowed with Sony Michelle. But I think they both had well over 800 yards. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Joe Mixon. Oh, dude, he's borderline elite for me. I mean, you take away his history, and I think a lot more people are talking about him. But almost leading the league in rushing, when he's on the field, he's making tremendous plays, catches the ball out of the backfield well, is always doing the right thing for the Bengals. Kind of the highlight of that offense with A.J. Green being gone, and with really not much of an offensive line, still being able to do what he did, that's impressive to me. And I think this next year and the year after, he's really going to start making a lot more noise in the NFL and showing the fact that, hey, I've learned from my mistakes. I'm moving forward. I'm continuing to produce good quality plays on the field. And so for me, that's where I have him. You have him one tier too low, bro. He's elite. He is. Really? He, I'm so high on Joe Mixon. He is so good for what he does. He does not get the credit. And I mean, you I know think- why, like we know why. Yeah, yeah, we know why. And that one's such a I don't really I don't want to get into this, but I'm going to get into this. It was really bad what he did. There's no excuses. Absolutely not. But he is that was when he was like 17, right? And he hasn't really gotten in trouble since. He's been a good citizen. I want to put that up as stupid young kid more than that's who he actually is as a person. Still no excuse. I'm not saying that that means it's okay because it's absolutely not. And he he got 
punished for it, right? And nobody wanted to draft him, and that's why he dropped in the rounds and stuff. But he's doing all the right things. Kind of like how you were saying with Hunt, right? Like Hunt's doing all the right things right now. I mean, Mixon's years ahead of what Hunt is at this point. Yeah, I mean, years ahead just due to the fact that it happened when he was younger. Correct. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, and I think a lot of people, I think I've said this almost every freaking episode or every time we talk about Hunt. He was not released because of the incident. He was released because of the video and that he lied about what that video showed. He told the organization, I did not do this. I was not involved with it. Video comes out like, hey, you lied to us about this. You've already had two other incidents in the offseason with police reports or reports that have been made to us. That's your third, fourth strike. Dude, we cannot have you here. Like, you have got to go. And they were playing on Sunday. This happened on a Friday. I know because it was my birthday, and I was sitting down for dinner when I got the news. He was released. Boom. They had a team meeting. Patrick Mahomes led that. And then they go into the game, and they win. So it is what it is. They're moving forward. Kareem Hunt, he's got some progress to make, and I'm fine with Joe Mixon being elite. Perfect. Moving on. Lamar Miller, Houston Texans. (laughs) Average. I mean, when when has he been on the field for an entire season? And when has he been a game-changing? I mean, he almost might be below average. I mean, we just really haven't seen anything from him. Really? I'm 100% with putting him below average. Yeah. I just... No, I think Deontay Foreman's going to have a better year once he's healthy. Like, get him in that offense. He was having a better year in the preseason, then he got hurt. Yeah, agreed. So, yeah. I, I think I said that earlier in one of our episodes, that Foreman's going to take that. And everybody's going to tweet at me here because I forget the name of the kid every single time that I want to talk about him. The kid from Michigan. The blue kid? The kid from Michigan. No, Alfred Blue's on Jacksonville now. Uh, the kid from Michigan, he went undrafted this year, and they and they signed him. I'm having a brain fart. Oh, dang. Uh, I don't know, dude. My The listeners always tweet at me and tell me what his name is, and they'll do it again today because it's like the third time that I forgot his name. But he's awesome. <laughs> I think he's going to be good. All right. Marlon Mack for the Colts. Oh, man. I think if he stays healthy during that huge aspect. I mean, how long was he hurt? Let me ask that first before I go on my. I think he missed six games. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought it was four, four to six. That range sounds familiar. I want to put him at great. I mean, he was – I like, I want to, but due to the fact that there was a double duo there at running back and Andrew Luck coming back, that's kind of my reason why I think I'll agree with you and put him at good. Uh, Therese went ahead and put his name in at good, and it just kind of solidified that decision for me. He is a good running back. He makes good plays. But we need another year of it and him being the main guy and the main focus of that offense to go ahead and move up to that great borderline elite status. Yeah, I kind of think of him just like James Conner, which I put him at great. Is that Was that right? James Conner? We, we put him at great. Yeah, yeah that's his right. name is Conner. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> that's his name. Yeah. You're Thanks. acting like you haven't entered it yet. No, I did. I was just like, I thought for a second that we put him at borderline elite. But then I was like, no, we did put Graham. It's fine. Never mind. Moving on. Moving on. Um, Sorry, everybody. Brain fart there. (laughs) Freaking losing it, man. Yeah, we are losing it. All right. We got Derek Henry. 
Mr. Henry. Dude's pretty good. He's pretty fucking elite against the Jaguars. Everyone else, pretty good. So, uh, we can go ahead and put him at elite with an asterisk and then put the key at the bottom and say against the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> but against the rest of the NFL, pretty good. Yep. I agree with you there. Yep. He had a great end of the year last year, and I think that's like skewing everybody's opinion of him that like he's actually a lot better than what he is just because he had a good like month of December. He did the previous year too. So, I mean, he's just yeah. Mr. December. Yeah, it's because he doesn't get any carries in the first three months, and then all the defenses <laughs> are beat up, and then they're like, okay, here's this massive man carrying Yeah, the- take this 6-2-4-4 speed right down your fucking throat. Uh-huh. All right. Leonard Fournette. <laughs> Dude, I want you to answer this. This is all you. I don't know the situation. You hate him. You like him. You love him. I don't know, dude. I'm not getting in the middle of that relationship or that feud. This is all you, Mr. I don't Mr. Know. Trees. I don't know my opinions on him. He, he can be so good, and then he can be so bad, and just... Uh, his yards per carry just aren't that good, but he has massive games. Last year, he couldn't get into the end zone, but before that, he was like a touchdown machine. I'm going to put... He's better than Ingram. He's better than Henry. He's better than Mac. I have to put him at great. Okay. Leave low, it there. He's great. He's great. Low end. Low end great. Earning <laughs> earning his stripes. Great. Yep. All right. Moving on to another division. Let's start with Damian Williams. Oh man. Uh can I put him at like <laughs> borderline elite average? I mean <laughs> he, he comes in uh once hunts release and just tears it up. And I just heard this stat today and didn't know it before. He leads the Chiefs franchise in playoff touchdowns. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, dude comes in middle of the season and is like, hey, you guys made the right decision picking me up from the Dolphins this past offseason. You picked up about another two or three Williams and made it through all that, made it through Kareem Hunt, made it through Spencer Ware. Look at me, dude. And – I think he's earned that spot. He's earned that role. And when you really look at him, he is just one of those running backs that is built for an Andy Reid type offense. Strong enough to run the ball up the middle, fast enough to catch the ball out of the backfield and get upfield and make a play, elusive enough to continue with the ball. I mean, there were several times he could have taken a big shot in the Indy game, and he does like a spin out of it, especially along the sideline. There's three three Colts running right at him. I mean, they're they're coming downhill at a perfect angle to where he is trapped on the sideline, and instead of just running out of bounds, he does like this little spin move, avoids two of them, and then just gets kind of like pushed by the other defender on the Colts and gets another like two yards out of it and then runs out of bounds. But saves his body. A couple plays later, he makes that big screen play for a touchdown, and I don't know where I'm going with this, where to put him at a ranking, so I'm kind of hoping you would just type in his name and I could go with it there. Um, I think I'm going to put him at good. I mean, he that's exactly what he was. He came in and was good. I mean, he is exactly what the Kansas City Chiefs needed him to be, and that's exactly what he was. If he has another season and continues to repeat what he did at the end of last year and in the playoffs, 
he is moving right on up to borderline elite. Like he is skipping that great aspect because that's how much of a game changer he was for the Kansas City Chiefs at the end of the year. If you say so, man. All right. That that works for me. Let's go to What's his name? What's the Chargers kid's name? <laughs> Melvin Gordon? Oh yeah. I was I was about to say Melvin Ingram and I'm like that's not right. That's a defensive end. All right. Okay. <laughs> Cut that part out. Uh... <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the Chargers and Melvin Gordon. You mean Melvin Ingram? No. No, I don't mean Melvin Ingram, everybody. I'm just messing with you. That's what he said before. This is our second take, just so you guys know that when you're listening. Because Treese is just so informative. Okay, I'm going to have to call you every time we mess up with you. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. (laughs) Melvin Gordon, borderline elite. Uh, I want to see another. You know what? I am actually going to put him at elite. He is one of those guys that's overlooked tremendously, and I don't know if it's because it's Phillip Rivers. I don't know if it's because they don't have a home stadium or, like, a home crowd. They don't have a home. I mean, might as well call him Kevin. He's there alone pretty much. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, he's just overlooked in the NFL. And I remember when he came into the NFL, his mom said, I'm not going to buy or wear your jersey until, like, you earn that respect. And I remember thinking, like, Dude, your son just made it in the NFL, and you're gonna say he's got to earn it. I pretty, I think he earned it, you know. But he definitely has since then, and he continued, and he has continued to do that. And I think he's great, dude. He's he's elite. Excuse me, he's not great. He's elite, and a lot of more people need to be talking about it. He changed his number to 25 this year. He's no longer 28, so. Yep, they got the new powdered blue jerseys with the yellow slash gold face masks. And I'm kind of scared to watch them. And you know what? I'm not scared because Kansas City's completely changed their defense. So, fuck it. I ain't scared, but he's elite. He's good against every other team except the Kansas City Chiefs, kind of like Khalil Mack because Mitchell Schwartz shut him down. So when everyone's like, ooh, Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack, I never saw it. I never saw it. Kind of like with Gordon. So, but yeah, well, yeah. Yep. All right. Okay. Well, he's still elite, so it doesn't really matter. All right. Moving on, we have the rookie Josh Jacobs for the Oakland Raiders. Good. I have. I've not seen anything. Yep. Exactly. Can't. Can't say anything more. All right. Broncos. Who do you want to go with here? Do you want to do Philip uh, Lindsay? Philip Lindsay, dude. Yeah. yeah. Borderline elite. That dude makes. Yeah. I mean, you you lead the league in ru- or get close to leading the league in rushing as a as an undrafted free agent. You come into the Broncos organization and you call Terrell Davis and say, "Hey, can I wear your jersey number that's been retired? And this is the same year that you're going into the Hall of Fame. How about I call you as a kid from the University of Colorado? He was undrafted, made it through a rookie minicamp." made it through mini, mandatory minicamp, and then went through training camp and then made this call. And it did what he did for the Broncos game after game after game while facing an injury. That's pretty borderline elite to me, and I think he's going to have another phenomenal season for the Broncos next year, and he might be the highlight for them. We disagree here, and I just don't know what to do. Well, I mean, where are you going to put him? Great. 
<laughs> so one off. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what are we gonna do? Like, do we put him at? Uh, I don't know what. I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give it to you. All right. You know what? Just put him at great. Nope, it's done. Here we go. I called it. Yep, you called it. One of the teams I hate the freaking most. You're yep. welcome. You're welcome. All right. You're welcome. We can power through a few of these here. Zeke Elliott. We know he's elite. Absolutely. Let's just let's just put that. Sorry, Cowboys fans. We're not going to talk about him much because he's just so good that we don't really need to talk about it. Same with Saquon. I mean, just put him up I, there. I was just about to say Saquon's next. Saquon elite. What about Adrian Peterson at this point in his career? Adrian Peterson at this point in his career, I almost need to put him at great because of what he did last year. That's phenomenal for his age, the injuries, and the time off that he's had. I mean, he continued all day. AD, baby, all day. 100%. Eagles, do you want to go with Miles Sanders? I'm going to go Miles Sanders, and I think he's going to have a phenomenal year, but just because we have not seen anything, I guess we'll put him at good. Yep, 100% agree there. Uh, same thing with Montgomery for the for the Bears. I think that's fair. He's gonna. Yeah. I think he's gonna be one of those guys that was definitely overlooked in the draft. It may take him a little longer to just kind of get accustomed to everything. But I also could be very wrong, and he's gonna be the one that just comes in and freaking lights it up like Kareem Hunt did. Yep. Dalvin Cook. Mister Cook. Mister Good. That's a Mister Good as well. Him and Ingram. Wow. Just okay, because so you- he's been just because he's been injured. I mean, that whole year off that he had to take after starting off the way he did, I think he is a huge game changer for the Vikings this year. But so far, he's been good. That that's my opinion. I want to see an entire year of it of him leading that offense, leading that running game, and being the threat that he was when he first started. Okay. So I'm going off of what he was without the injury and everything which would put him at borderline elite. You have him at good. We're going to put him at great. Okay. Pleasure doing business with you, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Here's the next one. Next one is also elite. Alvin Kamara? Yep. 100% or not. I mean, not much to say. He's good. He's He's really fucking good. Yep. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. (laughs) <laughs> Saints fans, I don't know what else to say. All right, what about Freeman, Devontae Freeman? I mean, how often is he playing? Uh, yeah, he, I mean, the last two years have been riddled with injuries, and before that, he was leading the league in rushing and touchdowns and shit, and he was really good. But yeah, the last two years have been riddled with injuries. So good, average, average as of recent. I'd say, I mean, is that is that fair? I think you know, Falcons fans are gonna be like, "Hey, yo, what the hell?" But I mean, it's what he's been. I mean, he's been an yeah, average last football years. player. Yeah, the he's last not two on the field. I'm with you. Let's put him at average because that's what he's been the last two years. Christian McCaffrey, Ooh, freaking elite, dude. He, I don't understand how he's not getting talked about as like one of the best running backs in the NFL. I think people are coming around on that now. I think right now it's starting to be talked about. I think it's probably because fantasy football is coming around and everybody knows what he did last year if you're a fantasy player. So I think it's I think that's rolling. Right on. Ronald Jones. 
<laughs> Below average. I thought he was going to be a guy that came in and just lit and just would light it up. Well, I couldn't be more wrong. Yeah. yeah. Above freaking low average. Yeah. I think I had him in my top 50 in my, in my final Yeah. That, that's fair. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, let's see here. David Johnson. I want to say elite, but the injuries, man, puts him at borderline elite. Coming in as a guy that went from the senior bowl, made it onto the the Cardinals team, continued to light it up. He hasn't necessarily faced any, like, knee or leg injuries, which is good. It's just been that wrist. So it's not like anything's affecting him just to the fact that you can't take contact to that. You're going to make it even worse, and then you can't hold on to the ball, and then you're out of a job. So for me right now, borderline elite until he's back into what he was before. Yeah, and in reality, he had one elite, elite season, and then he's had three seasons where he's not, right? Rookie where he didn't play the first half of the season, one where he only played one game, and last year he was borderline elite is exactly what he was last year. Uh, Let's go with Todd Gurley. Ooh, elite. I mean, same thing with Kamara or Kamara, however the hell you say it. The dude from New Orleans – Similar to the guy in Los Angeles. They're staying healthy. They're making plays. Gurley is is kind of teetering on that borderline elite if he cannot continue to keep it up going into the postseason at the end of the year. I just don't see how you can consider be considered one of the best running backs in the league when you're not there at the end of it. Yeah, I, it, it was just an unfortunate injury. If he comes back healthy, then there's no questions about it because what he did weeks 1 through 14 last year was mm-hmm. amazing. 23 touchdowns, I think. It's crazy. Yeah, but then you get into the playoffs, and it's like, where's Gurley? I mean, I oh, think if sure. Gurley is effective in that game, they win, but he's not. No, I agree with you. And that's I agree the, with the you. game I'm talking about. It's the Super Bowl. Yeah, that big game. That one. Yeah, the game. Yeah. Who do you want to go with Seattle? Do you want to go Chris Carson, or do you want to go Penny? I think we should go Chris Carson, because I think he's the starter. Say that again. Do you want to go Carson? Yeah, Chris Carson or Rashad Penny. Chris Carson started last year. Penny did not. But yeah, I'm going with Carson. All right, okay, Chris Carson. Where do you got him? Uh, good. I mean, he's just you're sharing the you're sharing the backfield with another guy. They drafted another kid in the first round. I mean, the, Penny is the kid they drafted in the first round. I believe they drafted another running back this year. I mean, you just got to earn that spot and ultimately take it over. Yeah. I think that if he got more carries, he would be easily in the great. But your reasoning mm-hmm. is fair for me. So, good. All right. Last one. Who do you want to go with here? Do you want to go McKinnon? Do you want to go Brita? Do you want to go Tevin Coleman? So many options with the 49ers here. Do we just say San Francisco running backs? (laughs) I mean, you kind of have to. Yeah. Let's just do it. San Francisco running backs. Yep. Uh, Good. You don't like that. Do you want to go great or do you want to go average? 
No, they're like right in between great and good for me. Like they're right where Chris Carson is. Like those two, I could like San Francisco running backs and Chris Carson. I could see in either tier. We went Carson good, so let's just go San Francisco running backs at good. Sounds good to me, dude. Awesome, boys. All right, that is our tiers. We will have a bracket next episode, and we will find out who we think is the number one running back in the NFL. And want to know what? I can already tell you we're going to disagree in the championship because oh, that's what, that's what Austin sure. and I do. So you're going to get so mad at me when I do the when I do the seating. You're going to get so pissed, and I'm going to love every second of it. It's going to be what it is. We'll just have to roll with it. Maybe you should make the bracket. Let's let's swap roles. You make okay. the bracket. I like that. You Kay. got it, my dude. Yeah, my guy. All right. That's it, everybody. That's our episode. We appreciate you guys tuning in. If you guys have anything else during this dead time you guys want us to talk about, let us know. But in the meantime, tonight we've been talking football.